G'day guys and welcome to the Amateur Austrian Podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, you name it. Or you can type in www.freedomonline, that's all one word, freedomonline.blog uh, to hear the latest podcast on my website. Thanks for listening. Well, hello, amateur Austrians. I thought we'd do an outside one this morning. You'll hear the odd car going past. Um, I'm not right on the highway, but I'm a little way off a country road leading to a dam or a lake, they call it now for promotional purposes. And this is this is the view I see every morning when I walk outside. Um, it's a lovely part of the world. Anyway... For those of you listening on uh, on the podcast, it's a beautiful view of some distant hills and uh, the town nearby, and uh, it's a lovely spot to be in, just surrounded by cow paddocks and uh, rainforest-covered hills, basically. Now, today I wanted to talk about interest rates, which I've talked about before, but there is a new development. Uh, that, are, that happened on Friday, two days ago. It's Sunday morning here. I'll just read the article uh, by Wayne Cole uh, in MSN Money. Yeah, he obviously probably a mainstream economist, but uh, had a few good things to say. Uh, an already torrid week for debt got even worse than when the Reserve Bank of Australia again declined to defend its uh, 0.1% target for the the key April 2024 bond, even though its yield was all the way up at 0.58%. Sent in capitulation, speculators sent the yield skyrocketing to 0.75%. Can we hold it there? Can you hear the the language? Skyrocketing to 0.75%. You know why that's skyrocketing as opposed to 18% in the 80s? You know, while we're on it. They talk about you know skyrocketing to 0.75%, and the official inflation rate in Australia last time I looked was 3.8%, and we all know that second-hand cars and everything's going up by 15 to 20%, or has gone up, and uh, it's not all supply chain uh, disruptions. Some of a lot of it is, and I and that's another another uh, podcast because I mentioned that right at the start uh, that the the uh, reaction to the common cold that's going through the community is going to be far worse than the common cold itself. Um, that's another video. So so we're talking about skyrocketing interest yield of zero point seven five percent, which means even if you go by the government's figures. Uh, you, you, you're still losing, you know, three percent a year if you if you hold a a, uh, a 2024 bond. Anyway, all eyes are now on the RBA's policy meeting on November the second, where investors were wagering it would call time on the yield curve control (YCC). We give it a little an acronym or whatever they call it, and its guidance of no rate rises until 2024. 
the only conclusion we can draw is that the yield curve control regime is about to be formally dumped at next week's meeting, said Ben Jarman, a rate strategist at JP Morgan. If so, this is a startling about face, he added, dropping yield curve control is a strong signal, so we bring forward our expectation for the first hike, rate hike from late 2023 Q4 to 2022. Markets are already well ahead of him with futures pricing pricing in a hike in the 0.1% cash rate of 0.25% as early as April, while swaps have, swaps have rates above 1% by year end. Yields on the three-year bond surged to their highest since mid-2019 at 1.25%. You know, the, the only reason, just stop it there for a second, the only reason that this we're calling this skyrocketing and high yield at 1.25% is the amount of debt that it in, that is in the system that was encouraged by these low rates which were enabled by the Reserve Bank buying government treasuries as well as uh, corporate bonds, Mortgage-backed securities, have you heard that one before? I mean, this, this whole housing boom, blow-off top, tail-end wagging of the real estate market in Australia is a direct result of the Reserve Bank buying mortgage-backed securities. What's a mortgage-backed security? A mortgage-backed security is a bunch of mortgages bundled up into a bond where you buy a portion of that those bunch of mortgages the same as if you buy a government bond or a corporate bond or a stock a share in in, in a uh, a company that's producing income you you're looking for yield you buy a government bond you buy a bond I means it's it, people don't realize that 60 percent of the investment market is is bonds not stocks in companies i digress so all of this bond buying has not stimulated growth it hasn't it hasn't produced any more goods and services it, it's just caused a a debt fueled boom in housing it's kept a few carpenters and tilers and electricians real estate agents settlement agents going which flows on to the rest of the economy but it's on debt it's not on savings and investment. I'll, I'll stick to and I'll go to another podcast for that lot. Uh, yields on three-year bonds, uh, 1.25%. For the month, yields were up an astonishing 90 basis points, uh, likely leaving many investors deeply underwater. One, one more thing I'll just explain. As a bond yield rises... The bonds that were already issued become less uh, worth less because if you bought a bond at one percent and then they issue a bond at 1.5 percent the new bond is is more attractive so you buy the new bond at 100 cents on the dollar but the one that only yields one percent it has to be discounted for anyone to for you to trade it you can keep hold of it if you like but if you trade out of it no one's going to give you the full dollar for it because it doesn't earn as much as the new issue issuance and and 
the most important price in the economy is the interest rate and it should never be tampered with by a central bank, a government, anyone. The, the, the price, interest rates are the price of savings uh, and should not be used as the price of debt. But that's, like I said, I digress. While core inflation data this week surprised on the high side at 2.1%, that is still just only the RBA's target band of 2 to 3%. Having been under it for almost six years, to average 2.5%, it would need to run above 3% for an equal period. Well, we've got 3.8%. And, and all this averaging, because it was so low and we just couldn't get it up, you know, excuse, pardon the pun, it, it is ridiculous. It's just just fiddling at the edges, really. And the median expectation was for a hike in the second quarter of 2023. All these predictions, all these bloody uh, crystal ball guys, you know. Though the risk was clearly for an earlier move. Of course, of course. Because they say there's lots of sayings. I mean, the ball goes up the stairs and the bear jumps out the window. When things change, they change on a dime and they change in a hurry. It's, it's like it took you, you know, three years to get fat. Uh, but if you want to lose that, you can do it in three months. It's, it's, you can't do it overnight. We shouldn't be talking about diet or anything, but you can't do it overnight. But you can do it in a, a lot quicker than what it took to put it on. Gradually, gradually, gradually you get heavier. Go on a diet, bang, you lose the weight. It's the same in all of nature. You know, the fire gets gets hottest before it burns down. It's darkest before the dawn. Calling for a hike at all might seem odd given the economy almost certainly contracted sharply in the third quarter as the common cold restrictions shut Sydney and Melbourne down. However, the country's success uh, in administering experimental medicine has seen the lockdowns relaxed and consumer spending up. Data out Friday showed retail sales rebounded 1.3% in September after three months of steep losses, handily beating forecasts. Well, isn't that wonderful? You can destroy the economy and then, and then finally, you know, let whatever's left over try and scrape out, a, eke out a living. And you say, well, we've, we've rebounded 1.3%. How much did you destroy before that? It's very easy to say that, you know. Uh, if you've been knocked down to the floor and, and you, you get up and sit on your ass for a minute and shake your head, that, that's not recovery. The job market has also proved resilient, leading analysts to predict an economic rebound this quarter. So it doesn't matter what the central planners and the dictators do. We're going to find a way around it. Humans find a way around it. If you get total control, like they're trying to get, we, we all go backwards. This, we, will, we will have equality. Equality for some will mean living in... in uh, palaces and equality for the rest of us will mean poverty across the board another another uh, podcast maybe with the economy now recovering again we believe that the conditions for the start of rate hikes will now be in place by late 2022 this is another crystal ball i said shane oliver chief economist at amp capital 
who sees rates at 0.5% by the end of next year. Yeah, the, the, a famous quote by Ben Bernanke was, uh, the, the problems in the subprime market appear to be contained. You know, just dismiss it because nothing, nothing to see here. And, uh, just before the 08 crisis, and, and uh, we saw this massive drawdown of, of uh, 1929-style stock selling. And companies' values being wiped out, that, that's because their values weren't there in the first place. It's, an, it's a, a false bubble that's bursting. They say that, you know, all this money was lost and all this wealth was lost. Well, it wasn't wealth, it was just, it was fake. It was a blown up bubble that burst and disintegrated and it's just the, the market trying to find fair value. The European Central Bank on Thursday tried to push back against market hawks, but with scant success as bond yields jumped across the continent. <laughs> Good news. Good news for savers. That was the message of this video. Good news for savers. Good news for self-funded retirees. Good news for everyone that saved up their whole life and, uh, and or did well or whatever they had to do to um, enjoy their retirement or just to survive a little bit better while they were still working. Whoever you are, if you were a, if you were a saver in the last, especially 10 years, more like 20 years, you've been punished especially the last 12 years, you've been absolutely punished for saving by, by these artificially low, manipulated, wrong interest rates. Many central banks are conceding that global inflationary pressures look likely to be more lasting than first thought, given supply bottlenecks and surging energy prices. That's the end of the, uh, the article, guys. So... Good news for savers. Let's let's keep it coming. Let's see asset prices fall and things get cheaper for for first home buyers, for young people. Everyone talks about oh they they've got to stay home. Mum and dad's got to help them out with the deposit on the house and all that sort of thing. Well, they don't have to in a normal interest rate environment. And and it's really lovely to see the Reserve Bank losing control of uh, the interest rate market. Hear, hear. Let's see some more of it. And I always said, I've been telling my friends for a long time, they, they are going to lose control. You cannot keep that, that beach ball underwater forever. If it stays full of air, it will bounce up. You will, you will, your arms will weaken. It will go pop out of the water and things will right themselves as to how, how nature intended. So really, um, Good news today about the the interest rates, and and let's see some more of it. Let's see some, let's see them rise to historical normal levels of five percent. But on the way to natural interest rates, we're going to see some probably some gyrations, as in forty five percent interest rates and things like that. Who knows? Um, but you know the recession that we needed to have in 08, the the financial meltdown that was started its course in 08 is about to enter stage two. We've put it off for 12 years. We haven't fixed it. We never, as as I say, we the government and the Reserve Bank haven't fixed it, and uh, they've already got egg on their face. Really, they have had for all this time. 
They, I remember President Bush saying, we need to suspend capitalism uh, in order to let capitalism work or some rubbish. The, the reason why we had a financial crisis is because we ha do not have capitalism. We have cronyism. We have crony socialism. And let it fall. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you on the next one.